0: When death was arrested and my life began. Wow. It's hard to accept, isn't it? That God loves you. That he really, actually loves you. That he came into a body, experienced a life of free will, a world full of sin, a life with disappointment and shame and suffering, a life, all things human, all so that he could remain a just God, punishing sin and yet redeem all mankind to himself, to put right, to justify, to deem us eternally reconciled to him. A God that wants your true love and affection so much that he sacrificed himself. A God that has gone to the uttermost lengths to prove how worthy he is for you to choose to love him back, to die to self, and to live for him. (laughs) Wow! Wow! How this Sunday, as we take a special time to set aside for, to remember the events of the crucifixion, death, the tomb burial, and the eternal resurrection, it just brings me back to a renewed awe for all that is God. It fires me up. Now, for seven weeks, we've been looking at the mission of our church, to connect sincere people to sincere faith in Jesus to bring eternal healing to all. That's our mission here at Danville First Baptist Church, and we want to embody three character, three key characteristics to make that mission happen. And we want to do three critical actions to make each of those characteristics come to life. And the, the characteristics that we have talked about are being sincere, to serve, and sacrifice. And we've talked about in order to be sincere or to be real, we need to be honest. We need to be caring, and we need to be transparent at all times, repeated as often as possible. And service, to serve, to be useful for another, we need to be active. We need to be doing something. We need to be serving. We should be transformed through our service, and we should be absolute in our service. We should always be looking looking for ways to serve each other, to serve the church, and to serve mankind for God's glory. And then, sacrifice. We started last week with sacrifice. We talked about being passionate and being generous in our sacrifice. And we're going to finish that up today with be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable sacrifice is normal Christianity. That's what we're going to talk about today. Matthew 10, verses 32 through 39. Uncomfortable sacrifice is normal Christianity. In light of it being resurrection Sunday, and the cross is freshly in our minds, it's not a stretch to say that uncomfortable sacrifice is normal Christianity. Tony Evans tells a story, the pastor out of Dallas, when he was in seminary uh, and he had a job loading and unloading buses at the trailway bus station. He worked the dead man's shift from 11 p.m. until 7 in the morning. He said that when he came to work there, he realized the guys had a scam going. A guy would punch out for lunch and then have his buddies punch him back in, when in reality, he was asleep on the job. Each guy would get his turn, and the other guys would cover for each other and await their turn to get three hours or so of sleep while on the job. So put simply, what they were doing was stealing. It was theft. They had agreed to work for eight hours, But we're stealing a few hours every night from the company. And after I'd been there, this was Tony Evans speaking, after I'd been there around, uh, been around a few days, one of the guys came up to me and asked me which part of the night shift I wanted to take for a long break. He explained the system to me, how long I could take, and who I was to punch in later. When I told him that I couldn't do it because I was a Christian, what I thought would be a great witnessing opportunity, didn't go over too well. The guys all decided to teach me a lesson. When buses would show up during the night needing to be unloaded and then loaded again, the other guys wouldn't show up and help. I found myself loading and unloading buses by myself. That situation was hard. It was very painful, both emotionally, knowing that people were against me, and as well physically, because all... Of the work. It was a lot of work. And to top it all off, I'd have to still go to work. After work, I'd still have to go to class. He said it was rough. And about six months into this, I got called into the office, the Trailways Bus office. And the supervisor said, Unbeknownst to the night crew, we've had various night supervisors come down and observe the activities. We are aware of the scam when we have also noticed that you have have not participated and have not been supported when the buses came in. We'd like to offer you the opportunity to become the supervisor for the night shift, and we will double your salary. Now, for Tony, it worked out great fairly soon. Six months is not that long compared to a lifetime, and it's certainly not that long for eternity's sake. But it is an example of doing the right thing and sacrificing for God, how it can be uncomfortable for us during this life. And sometimes during this life, it will pay off extraordinarily. Sometimes it won't. Sometimes it won't be rewarded until eternity. But either way, uncomfortable sacrifice is normal Christianity. And the verses that we're looking at today go along with this idea. Many times in life, doing the right thing, obedient sacrifice will not be met with cheers or applause or well wishes. There are many reasons why this is so, but for the sake of time today, let's just establish that this is so. So we're jumping into, the, into Matthew chapter 10 at verse 32, and in the previous verses, Jesus is sending out his 12 disciples to the towns of Israel and is giving them some final instructions and teachings before they head out. And he has just told them, don't fear man. He can only take your life, but fear God. He can take life and soul. And then he gets into the verses for us today. And he says, Therefore, everyone who will acknowledge me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. Don't assume that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. The person who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. The person who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Anyone finding his life will lose it. And anyone losing his life for me, his life because of me, will find it. We are expected to identify with Jesus and to declare our loyalty to him before other people, like Tony Evans did at the bus yard. And then Jesus goes on to say in those verses, and don't think you're going to be held as a hero. When you do this, don't think your prestige, your status is going to increase because you do this. Don't assume I came to bring peace on earth. Now, wait, I can hear you thinking. I thought he is the Prince of Peace. I thought Jesus is the Prince of Peace. That is true. This is one of his names, and he is the Prince of Peace. But it's not a contradiction here. It's a misapplication by us when we think peace and rainbows and gumdrops are what await us here on earth for following Jesus in faith. The peace Jesus brings is peace between mankind and God, an atonement for sin, for our brokenness, a reconciliation. And that is true peace. The absence of disagreement or fighting between a non-believing world and followers of Jesus is not real peace, and it is not to be expected. And then he goes on and explains this by quoting the Old Testament. He's quoting Micah 7, 6 in verse 35. He says, For I came to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. Now, is this Jesus' desire for this to happen? Of course not. He's saying that choosing him will bring division with those who refuse to surrender to him, who refuse to surrender to Jesus. And then in verse 37, the person who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. The person who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. God wants our love our total devotion, our everything. Why? Because he's worth that. And he knows it is what is the absolute best thing for us. Doing it God's way is the best way for us. And then in verse 38, it says, And whoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Now the question is, when did someone carry their cross? When did someone carry their cross? Obviously, they carried their cross on the way to death by crucifixion, right? And crucifixion wasn't just a painful way to die. It was a painful way to die. But it was also a slow, shameful way to die. And usually reserved for people that the public didn't like. And they were glad to see them be crucified. And while you carry your cross to your crucifixion site, you would be yelled at, mocked, thrown at, and put to public shame. Jesus is telling us to be willing and prepared for uncomfortable sacrifice. The dark realms of this world will not celebrate your devotion to God. It will actively be against it and actively be against you. And then he caps it off in verse 39. He says, anyone finding his life will lose it, and anyone losing his life because of me will find it. Nothing changes unless it is willing to die to what it is so it can become something new. Nothing changes unless it is willing to die to what it is so that it can become something new. Plants don't grow unless the seed dies. Butterflies don't grow unless the caterpillar dies. And Christians don't grow unless they die to self in order to be made new by the Holy Spirit in Jesus. We have to be willing to sacrifice our natural, primal desires and instincts in ourselves in order to become what God desires us to be. We have to trust that who God wants us to be and what God wants us to do is best. Uncomfortable sacrifice is normal Christianity, or at least it should be. You know what we consider sacrifice? You want to know how spoiled (laughs) we've become? We consider coming to church for a couple hours on Sunday, a sacrifice. You know, come on God, where are you? I mean, I've been going to church, cheese and rice. I mean, I don't give, I don't serve, I don't participate. I have a terrible attitude the whole time I'm there. I complain about everything under the sun all the way down to the temperature of the toilet seat. But I'm going to church. I mean, bless me already, God. Bless me. Now, as always with bad things, good comes out of it. And for many of us, this COVID-19 situation has reminded us of what a joy it actually is to get to come to church every week. It's not a sacrifice, it's a privilege that could, as we have seen, be not so easily accessible pretty quickly. And Jesus quoted Hosea 6 6 more than once. He said, You know, this, he said this, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Your made-up rituals and self-righteous gifts, I'd rather you stick those in your ear and just actually do the right thing by people. That's my translation of what he said. Treat people right no matter what it costs you. Proclaim your loyalty to me no matter what it costs you. Your ego, your reputation, your status, your money, your time, your energy, your ambitions, all of it carry it with the cross to Calvary, and die to it, and live for me. You'll never find a life more worth living than the life you live for me. That's what Jesus says. For my glory, for my purpose, because God is for people. God is for people, and we know this, we know that God loves us. We know that he wants what's best for us. But for some reason, when, it, when the rubber meets the road, we pull back when it comes to truly dying to self and giving over to God's plan and giving over to God's life, whatever he has called us to. It, why? Because it's, it's hard to be rejected by people. It's hard to feel shame. It's hard to sacrifice. In order to sacrifice something, that thing has to die. You're giving it up. Whatever it is, that's why it's called a sacrifice. But uncomfortable sacrifice should be normal Christianity. And finally, if you aren't a follower of Jesus, here's where where you may want to consider putting your faith in Him. And if you are a follower of Jesus, here's a reminder. It's right after where we just finished off in verses 40 through 42. He says, the one who welcomes you welcomes me. And the one who welcomes me welcomes him who sent me. Anyone who welcomes a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who welcomes a righteous person because he is righteous will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives just a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is a disciple, I assure you he will never lose his reward. I assure you, he will never lose his reward. Jesus reminds us, he, he tells us, hey, don't fear man. He can only take your physical life. We should fear God in love because he is in control of everything, physical life and soul. And then he goes through the expectations of what it's going to be for the disciples in that moment to go out and preach Jesus to the towns of Israel. But the same principle applies to us now as followers of Jesus, that when you go out and live life for Him, don't expect it to be easy. Don't expect it to be met with, with just cheers, and people aren't going to be happy about it. Will they sometimes? Sure. Of course. Should we always cheer each other on as followers of Jesus? when things are done well outside of the church in jesus name absolutely but does that always happen no and jesus is being explicit here and telling us that he said not only expect it he came to make that happen he came to show who is his true followers and who is not he brings peace between man and god but not between man and man not yet Not until eternity comes. Not until he returns and there's a new heaven and a new earth. Until then, there's going to be strife between sinful man and man trying not to be simple for God's sake and God's glory. So we shouldn't be surprised when that happens. But then, as Jesus always does, he says, just remember though, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. It is worth it. It's worth it it now having peace with God now, even though your life right now is going to be difficult. It's worth it. And it's definitely going to be worth it forever in eternity. We talked last week about sacrifices being investments. To invest something, you have to give something up, expecting a greater reward in return. When we sacrifice we are investing into eternal rewards. And Jesus reminds us again here in this part of Matthew. He says, I assure you, or we would say, trust me, he will never lose his reward. The person that shows that to be a true follower of mine, Jesus would say, I promise you they are in the Father's hand because of my righteousness, and they will never lose their reward. Nothing can take them away from my hand. Nothing. So if you're not a follower of Jesus and you're just checking in today because it's Easter and it's the thing to do to check into church and and, and get reminded about this story that you think is just a story, I'm here to tell you it's the truth and it's the way and it's the life worth living to live your life following Jesus. But it's probably not what you think it is. It's probably you probably have built it up to be a bunch of rules and a bunch of rituals and things you have to do. And I'm here to tell you today, and this is a great reminder on Easter, it's Jesus died for your sins on the cross, period, end of sentence. It's not Jesus and, Jesus and do this, Jesus and do that, Jesus and do this, or Jesus and do that. It's Jesus is the Savior. He paid the penalty. He is righteous. And you put your faith in that, period, end of sentence. And when you do that, His Holy Spirit will renew you into a person that desires to sacrifice for Him. You will want to sacrifice for God. But that sacrifice does not necessarily mean that you're giving up all of your money. It may. It may not not be at all what you think it is. It may just simply be being at your job like Tony Evans, and when push comes to shove and the rubber meets the road and it's time to step up and do the right thing, that's all you're called to do. That's it. God's probably not going to call you to go to some village in the far part of the world to be a missionary for his name. It's probably not going to happen. But I can promise you he wants you to do the right thing in your day-to-day life as you go about life living for him. I can promise you he wants you to do that. And maybe all he wants you to do is just say, sorry, man, you know, I understand what you're doing. I know this, this shift that we're working is not very easy, but I can't do that. Why not? You too good? I'm not too good, but Jesus is. Oh, so you think you're special. No, I'm not special, but Jesus is. And I follow him, and I know that's not the way he would want me to do it. I know he wants me to do things the right way. You're going to get mocked, ridiculed, and made fun of for doing that. But God says, when you do life that way, I assure you, you will not lose your reward. It will be worth it for the peace that you feel in, that, in those moments, knowing that you're doing the right thing for God, and it will definitely be worth the rewards that you will receive for eternity. You will get to experience and enjoy those rewards forever, which is way better In someone's approval in life right now temporarily fleeting like this so followers of jesus celebrate today the reason that we follow jesus is because he's worth following he paid the price for your sins he reconciled you to god he made peace between you and god forever he puts your faith in that put your trust and belief in that and it's taken care of. Celebrate that today. The resurrection proves that when Jesus comes back this death, the sting of death will be no more. The sting of death still exists now. We still are sad when someone's died, but one day Jesus is coming back and that will be gone forever, forevermore. And today is the day that we set aside to celebrate that and take time to remember that. But really every Sunday is a reminder of that. Every Sunday is a chance to be together, even if it's online, and, and remember the power that it is to follow God and the power that it is to know Jesus and the power that it is To live with Him. To live for Him. So I remind you again. Uncomfortable sacrifice is normal Christianity. But be assured you will not lose your reward for living for Jesus. And if you have never placed your faith in Him, I promise you that you will not regret living your life for Jesus. It will be worth it now and it will be worth it forever in eternity as we spend eternity with Him in His presence, made whole and made new forevermore. And if you haven't ever done that, I sure would like today to be that day. It's simple. You admit that you need God because you're a sinner. And you confess that Jesus is the way to God. You confess that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross pays your debt for sin. And you ask God to be your Lord and Savior. You express that with your mouth, a posture that's already inside your heart. You desire that to be the truth in your life. And then you go on living the rest of your life for Him because He's worth it. And that's it. And you'll be glad you did. And we'll celebrate with you. And we'll baptize you here one day. Or I'll meet you at the Petitian River and baptize you there if you want to. It doesn't matter to me. But man, what a great celebration that will be. We thank you guys and we are glad that you joined us today. And um, just be remembered and and strengthened and reminded uh, of the power of what we are celebrating today, the resurrection, that God has defeated death, that sin caused death, but God has overcome all of that. Uh, And we know that in the end, God wins and he's worth living for. And uh, we're glad you joined us. Celebrate Easter today with your family or with your loved ones or your friends as best you can. And uh, we'll see you soon. And we'll see you here next week online. And hopefully we'll be back in person very soon. I'm going to pray us out, and then uh, we'll be done for today. God, we come today, and we thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you for uh, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, and we thank you that uh, you love us so much that you, um, that you, that you paid, paved the way, God. You paid the debt, and you want us to be uh, reconciled to you and with you forever. And um, Lord, this morning and today, we just take special time to be grateful for that truth and pray that you would uh, use your Holy Spirit to give us the boldness to be uncomfortable in our sacrifice for you as you call us to live your way knowing that your way is best God we thank you and we love you and we pray it all in Jesus precious name amen guys have a good week